things here at one little moment, but uh, hey, um, I am glad to be with you here. We, we've we begun the migration over to the Daily Discipleship Podcast Facebook page, and uh, by next week, Monday, we will uh, have transitioned completely over to, uh, to that channel. Uh, I may be allowing it to, and Don and I may be allowing it to stay on the veracity side, but friends, the chat, the the chat will be, the comments will be, we'll want them to be on the Daily Discipleship Podcast page. Uh, 
I get to see uh, where all the chats are from, you know, uh, so I, I see the chats from a couple different YouTube channels. I see the chats from a couple different Facebook pages. And uh, there, Don has put it in there for us. You can see it, uh, the link into it. Uh, stay where you are for this morning, I, I think, uh, or comment which which page are you on? Are you on Rassy Chapel or are you on... Um, are you on uh, the Daily Discipleship Podcast? For anybody that's jumping in, we're, we're transitioning over uh, to uh, a, a dedicated page for this broadcast. That way it isn't uh, mucking up, if you will, the, and that was an M, just want to clarify, uh, mucking up the page, uh, muddying the page for Veracity Chapel, uh, especially as, as I'm going into um, uh, some different directions uh, with my life. Brassy Chapel still our family. I mean, I had my last elders meeting last night and was, uh, you know, I got to the end. I got up, walked out, started walking out. I go, this just feels weird. And uh, in fact, went up into the sanctuary to pick something up there and, uh, I uh, thought, man, for you know, almost 14 years they've been coming up here, and really since the, the media box has been built, which is more like five years, been coming up to here. And my my preaching Bible sits on a particular place and whatnot, and it's like that's all coming to an end. And uh, but I'm not, and the ministry is not. The ministry is expanding. The ministry is growing, and. Uh, and you can continue to be a part of that. Uh, you can continue to partner. Think of it as, think of it as um, participation in expanding ministry. That's what it is. And uh, our our elders uh, feeling the same way. It's a participation in expanding the ministry, and uh, you get to participate in that. Now, having said that, I, I do want to. Uh, I do want to uh, let you know uh, I'm looking for something that I can't quite find. Um, ah, there it is. Okay, yeah, I, I've got it here. I, I don't know if I can copy it or paste and paste it. I'm going to try it. Uh, sorry, folks. I do this to myself. And no, I can't. But but anyway, you get to participate. Let me let me keep let me keep on the focus here. So. You can participate uh, with with what's going on uh, in the expansion of ministry, and it's my prayer, and I want you to hear this: that uh, Veracity, you that are a part of the Veracity Chapel family, will say that this is an expansion of our ministry, and uh, what Jim does. I, I my prayer and hope would be that. You would see New England Bible College and Seminary as an extension of the ministry of Veracity Chapel. That's my prayer. 
Uh, my prayer is that uh, you would see what I'm doing with Concentric Global in uh, all the places that I go is an extension of the ministry of Veracity Chapel. And that, that in, a, in a good way, you could take some pride in that. You could take pride in expanding the work of the kingdom all over the state of Maine and New England through New England Bible College and Seminary, that you also can take pride in participating in, in what's happening globally and uh, in the participation of various things that I'm doing. I've got a pretty robust travel schedule uh, coming up this year, trying to balance the two uh, between the college and, and concentric. Uh, but Friends, I mean, you're a part of that. You, you, you're a part. Those of you that have participated in the the, the trips this last uh, um, last spring, you were a part of touching South Sudan. Uh, you were a part of, of impacting the lives of people uh, from uh, all over America uh, who were part of, especially our Israel trip, uh, but then also all the way down into uh, Costa Rica. Honduras, Brazil, you're a part of that uh, by extension, and your participation uh, helps so very, very, very much. And I'm going to put in the comments, uh, I'm going to invite you, uh, because not everybody that listens here is a part of the Veracity family, uh, but if you want to become a part, a partner, I'm praying that God will give me at least 100 partners who will be faithful prayer warriors. Uh, I'm praying that God will give me at least 100 partners who who would say, "Hey, we will participate uh, uh, in in supporting the work, whether it's supporting projects." Uh, and when I from time to time say, "Hey, I'm raising money for," and some of you already do that, I'm still raising money for South Sudan. I haven't quite reached my goal, and some of you have given toward that. Thank you very much. Uh, this is to train leaders who will help. Uh, expand and multiply the sustainability efforts and the disciple-making efforts and the church-planting efforts there in South Sudan. And uh, so you might say, I want to participate only in special projects, and I'll let you know what those are. Or you might say, hey, I want to participate in supporting what you're doing. Uh, it costs money to travel these places. And uh, so... I'm going to type into the comments a link that if if you're not a part yet, this is triggered. Uh, there are people beginning to become those types of partners, and I'm going to put that uh, in the comments and give you a little bit, a little bit of instruction. And then we're going to get into the Bible because that is really why we're here. And there you go. That, that is a place um, that you can go, concentricglobal.org backslash give. And then down below, it's gonna, it's, if you get there, it's going to say choose your designation. In fact, let me put that. I can, I can share this with you uh, like this. There we go. There. Now you can see what it looks like here. Uh, you can see the web address up on the top. You can choose a designation, uh, an amount. You can choose one time. Uh, I really am in need of having at least 100 partners uh, at $100 a month. Um, 
is the goal, the ultimate goal here within the next couple of years to be at least at that level because it is quite expensive to travel the places we travel. But we also do a lot to support uh, people locally. So you can see you can choose the amount. Uh, and then down below is a place that says choose your designation. You click on a little drop-down menu, you will see a list of just a few names. Uh, Steve Hudson, who is my predecessor, Mike Harder, who is my partner, uh, my boss, we're partners really. Uh, projects and forums. So those are are things that we're doing. Uh, and then uh, Israel study tour, ministry opportunities, and uh, uh, and then down here the ministry of Jim Culbertson with Concentric. So I would love, I would welcome you becoming a part uh, of that with me and. Uh, I need to have those partners, and it's something that you can do to uh, to touch the world just from your own perch, your own place. So enough on that. Uh, I will probably put a little thing uh, up uh, on the screen that you'll be able to look at uh, each day uh, so you will know where you could give and participate. And uh, anyway, you're getting the point. Uh, and... Friends saying over here in the comments, you know, I got thinking about it. Uh, the change, uh, yeah, it, it is. Uh, uh, it, it is. I thought about that last night. What what Fran's talking about? I, I thought about uh, just the feeling of the change, and I get it. I I feel it too. And I thought, you know, I, I need to as well. Uh, take the time to to feel uh, the change, uh, to embrace it, to think about. There's a lot of good memories. So, Fran, don't get me started. I'm going to be an emotional mess. So, hey, anyway, let's get into the text of scripture today. And Second uh, Peter chapter one and verses. We did verses one. Uh, we did verses three and four. Well, actually, one through four. His divine power has given us everything we need for life and godliness through our knowledge of him who called us by his glory and goodness. Through these, he has given us his great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. So we looked at that yesterday. We are invited to be participants uh, in the divine nature. We are invited to be participants in becoming like Christ. That is what that means. Some people would say, well, is it saying that we become God? No, we don't become God. We don't even become part of God. We become like Christ. And in that way, we're participants in the divine nature. We are to become like Christ. And we know that when either we are called home through death or called home through through rapture um, or called home through um invited into the millennial kingdom, how, whatever, however your theology rolls that out or however your life's experience rolls that out, then we will be like him because we will, we will see him as he really is and we will be made like him. In the twinkling of an eye, in that moment, in that time, we will be fully like Jesus. But until then, as it says in verse 4, through these, he has given us his very great and precious promises so that through them you may participate in the divine nature 
and escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. That's God's part. God has given us everything that we need for life and godliness in Christ. It's all there. He's given us everything we need to escape the corruption in the world caused by evil desires. It's our own evil desires. I mean, there's the world system that lines itself up against Christ, but then there are our own evil desires that get in the way, and they do. They trip us up, and you know, sometimes they're, they're uncontrollable things like outbursts of anger. Uh, but sometimes there are also lingering lusts that we may have and, and those types of things that that are a part of uh, that are a part of living in this flesh, things over which we must overcome. Uh, and I, I think of a verse. I'm gonna go to that verse and show you that verse and and I'll, I'll be honest, sometimes it's a verse I don't like. Because sometimes I don't want to overcome my temptations. Here it is. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out so you can stand up under it. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Uh, but when you're tempted, he will also provide a way out. God provides a way out. Uh, now, would anybody else be honest enough to say, sometimes I'm not interested in taking the way out because I want my temptation. That's what makes it temptation. What makes it tempting is that it is um, salted caramel cheesecake with whipped cream and uh, cherry on top. That's what makes it tempting. Temptation isn't because it's something nasty, like, you know, you ever have some vegetables in your fridge that you're not sure if they're still good, you know, is, is the slime the butter from when they were cooked or is the slime that they're going, you know, see, understand what I'm saying? It's not so tempting. It's like, should I eat that? Should I not eat that? But when it's uh, salted caramel cheesecake with whipped cream and a cherry on top and it's fresh. And you know you shouldn't have it because you're like me. You're trying to lose weight and be healthy, but it's good. <laughs> Don says in the comments, he says, my blood sugar just skyrocketed. <laughs> good one, Don. I, I, I like it. But see, that's what makes it temptation. Temptation isn't something that's nasty. Temptation is something that you want. You get what I'm talking about. You know, uh, it, it can be the temptation of food. Uh, it can be the temptation of the eye gate. It can be the temptation to say something that you really shouldn't say. You know, it's the temptation to give someone a piece of your mind that actually you yourself cannot afford to lose. But there's that temptation, that temptation to, well, I deserve to be mad and angry. You know, the temptation to um, be coarse in, in, in a joke or some language uh, in a setting that, that shouldn't happen, you know. You name it, you list it. There's all kinds of temptations. God's word says right here, 2 Corinthians 10, 13, no temptation sees you except what is common to man. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear, but when you're tempted, he will provide a way out so you can stand up under it. So, yeah, and here's another one. Uh, for, uh, Nell, putting it uh, in the comments here, 
and we agree with what she's saying, uh, temptation to tell someone off or to hold my words and show grace. I mean, the, the temptation, the temptation is want to tell somebody off. Just want to let them have it, you know? That's a temptation. God's word promises that he'll give us a way out. If we'll look for the way out, if we'll look to God, we'll see the way out, we'll take the way out. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. Would you agree with me on that point? Sometimes we take the way out that God gives us, and sometimes we don't take the way out. He has given us everything that we need for life and godliness in Christ. Now, let me get us back into 2 Peter, because 2 Peter chapter 1, it speaks of what we have just looked at, the, the part that God gives us. Uh, really, it says he's given us everything we need, but we need to be active. We need to do our part. So we pick up in verse 5, and we probably won't get through all this this morning. Maybe we will. It says, for this very reason, because God has given us all these things, make every effort to add to your faith goodness, to goodness, knowledge, to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, and to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness, to brotherly kindness, love. Love is like the bow that wraps them all together. Because on it says, for if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, they'll keep you from being ineffective and unproductive in your knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if anyone does not have them, his niece nearsighted and blind has forgotten that he's been cleansed from his past sins. Therefore, my brothers, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you will never fall, and you'll receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he says, so I will always remind you of these things, even though you know them and are firmly established in the truth that you now have. I think it's right to refresh, uh, to refresh, right? No, it's not right to refresh. It is right to refresh your memory as long as I live in the tent of this body, because I know that I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus has made clear to me, and I will make every effort to see that after my departure, you will always be able to remember these things. Peter even speaks about his own part. He's doing everything he can to stimulate them. He's doing everything he can to stir them up. He's doing everything he can to inspire them, to encourage them, to challenge them, to show them that they've been given what they need, to show them what steps they need to take, to show them what they need to work at. Peter is saying, I am making every effort before my departure so that you will remember these things. Now he's talking about his departure, his departure of death as he said there in verse 14 down here at the bottom, uh, I will soon put it aside as our Lord Jesus has made clear to me. You, you can see it down here. He knew his death, the time of his death, his martyrdom was coming. Now, back up to the top, we see this list of all these various uh, qualities that we are to develop in our lives. It begins with faith. Friends, it all starts with faith. We, we need to have the faith to believe that God has given us what we, uh, what we need to do. He's given us every step 
he's given us now the things to go after, but it's activated by faith. We're going to trust God that God has provided a way out from the temptation. We're going to trust God that God has has given us his strength. We're going to trust God that in his word and the knowledge of him and his precious promises that we have what we need. That is the faith. And then Peter goes on and then begins to, to delineate the various qualities to develop. So make every effort to add to your faith goodness. I mean, goodness. We'll probably go over and look at some other translations here, but but to be a good person. It's morally good. I, I think there's the moral aspect of goodness, but I also think there's an aspect of goodness uh, of the type of goodness that you like to be around. Let me give you an example, another example. Um, you ever buy a, a little packet of blackberries? You go into Hannaford's and you get some blackberries and, and they all look just really good and they you open up, they taste good. But then, you know, after a day or two, you start looking around the edges and those on the edge or on the bottom begin to get that white, mossy stuff growing. That's not goodness. Goodness, flavorfulness, that, that our lives would, would be demonstrative uh, of a pleasant, good flavorfulness of Christ. That, it, that people would, would get the sense of Christ around us, that there'd be an aroma of Christ in our lives. So there's the moral goodness, yes, but then there's also the goodness of, of freshness, like good baked bread uh, with warm with butter on it and blueberry jam there don did i skyrocket your sugar again <laughs> yes so goodness and then it says add to your goodness the next thing he adds is knowledge now what knowledge we can spend our time looking up lots of things and i do i i'm one of those as a philosopher i have philosophers ask questions. That's what they do. And then they seek answers. There's all kinds of things that, that I want to know about. But but ultimately, the best knowledge is the knowledge of God. Don's sitting there going like this, not listening as, uh, uh, as I talk about these foods. But the knowledge of God. So to read Christian books, to listen to Christian broadcasts, to uh, read scripture, uh, those types of things. So we we add knowledge. And then on top of knowledge, he says to add self-control. Again, personal responsibility. This is where theological camps break down. Those who believe totally, and I, I will have some people who say, what about the sovereignty of God? Uh, okay, because they'll want to argue a point. So is God's sovereignty allowing, you know, making that person sin over there? There is human culpability, there is human responsibility, and we need to demonstrate responsibility in demonstrating self-control. Eating less, not eating the sugar, uh, having half the slice of the bread instead of the whole slice, or having one slice instead of two or three. And that's tough when it's warm and the butter is melted, but to exercise self-control. To add to self-control, he says, perseverance. To persevere in being self-controlled. So we know we've gotten the knowledge. Uh, and so now we try to apply self-control to that knowledge. And then we continue to persevere in applying the self-control. You get the point? Then it says to perseverance, godliness, to godliness, brotherly kindness. 
and then to brotherly kindness, love. We have all this kindness uh, th- that we should possess, that if we're living in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit's living in us, friends. That is a theological fact, that when you become a genuine, converted, regener- regenerated, born-again Christian, the Holy Spirit takes up residence in your life permanently. It's taught. We've looked at it in Ephesians before. And as we allow him to have control of our lives, one of the fruits of the Spirit, when we're living in the Spirit, when we're walking in the Spirit, is kindness, brotherly kindness. And so we we demonstrate brotherly kindness, all these qualities that we would uh, add to our lives. And and Peter goes on and says, look, if, if you possess these things in growing and increasing measure, you won't be ineffective and you won't be unproductive in your knowledge. And the, the idea of the knowledge is now the applied knowledge of life in Christ. Um, so grow in these things. Verse 10, he says this. He says, if you, he says, be all the more eager to make your calling and election sure, for if you do these things, you'll never fail. I mean, these things are indicators of the fact that we have a legitimate faith, that we are in fact called, that we are in fact elect of God. Uh, And if we don't do these things, if we don't see these things in a person's life, if we don't see spiritual fruit in a person's life, the reality may be that they in fact may not be saved. They may say, well, I'm a Christian. But if you don't demonstrate fruit how do you know by your fruit by their fruit you will know them there's fruitfulness that should be demonstrative in the life of an elect believer these things should be there so so work them out work out your salvation paul says in philippians chapter 2 verse 12 to work out your salvation with fear and trembling doesn't say work for it but work it out live it out uh, in your life now let me just finish out with a few verses here and it's time to get off the broadcast it says verse 11 you will receive when you do these things you receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our lord and savior jesus christ i think those trying to live it out are going to be the ones that, that really get the hey i'm so glad you're home i'm so glad you're here I think that the people who just have Jesus, you know, that, that maybe just enough of Jesus in their life to get them saved, and, and Paul talks about this in 1 Corinthians 3, uh, that they may make it as one escaping through the flames by faith in Christ, but it's like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm glad you're here. But for those of us who are really trying to live out the life, Peter says that there will be a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom. Uh, I want that to be me. I want that to be you. And so as we read this, we see things that we're to work at. We, we claim God's promises in the first few verses of Second Peter chapter 1, and then we see our work. We see our part. But ultimately, it all comes down to living life in the Holy Spirit. Well, friends, I'd encourage you to go back and read and reread this passage again. Uh, tomorrow, we might make a brush up against it as we move forward in the passage and, and look at it through another paraphrase. But for, day, for, for today, 
we've gotten our encouragement. We've gotten our inspiration. We've gotten our marching orders that we would live for Christ in ever-increasing fullness. Lord, hear our prayer to become more like Jesus. Hear our prayer to become participants in the divine nature and to escape the corruption in this world caused by our evil desires. Lord, hear our prayer for the Holy Spirit's help to make application of what we've looked at today, that we might not only be better Christians, but might glorify Christ along the way in an ever-increasing fashion. Lord, hear our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Friends, we'll see you tomorrow. Have a great day.